Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Ayo. Ayo. We got that week four COVID vibe. Oh, goodness. Yikes. Gracious. Yeah. Steelers, Tennessee rescheduled. Yeah, we woke up this morning with that news. You know, I was really hoping for some good news when I woke up. If there was no more positive tests, I think they would have had the game probably Monday night or maybe Tuesday. But woke up, a couple more people were tested positive from the Titans. And the game is now rescheduled sometime later in the year. Yeah, this is considered now an early buy for each of these teams. Really interesting, though. I'm sort of... uh, We've seen the NFL come out with some punishments for like coaches and players who have not been abiding by COVID-19 guidelines. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how this dynamic will shake out and what sort of precedent this is going to set for other teams because they don't have a clear person who started it though, like that's right? well they they can do contact tracing and each NFL player has been wearing um sort of like a, a contact bracelet so they can see who came into close contact with who and may have been exposed to who. But the interesting thing is that, um, Michelle, I think you mentioned that they had a positive COVID-19 test before last Sunday's matchup. Yeah, I I mean, I read something about that where they knew that a player tested positive, and but they didn't travel with the team, but they still went ahead and did the game. Now we're lucky that the Vikings didn't have any positive tests, so it's not affecting their season uh, so that that's great news that even though they played the Titans, nothing happened there. It didn't spread to the other team. It's it's an interesting case, and hopefully the cases stop um, increasing for the Titans so that they are able to play next week uh, against the Bills because if that game also has to be canceled, the NFL schedule is going to become a nightmare. Yeah. I, but, I, I mean, this week it stinks, and I guess you have to think of it like a bye week. Uh, I have way too many teams with Derrick Henry and James Conner. Uh, and, you know, running backs are pretty shallow, so I'm struggling. Well, I think, uh, you know, we discussed this, uh, Marcus Mosier and I discussed this today on the Lockdown Dynasty podcast. Maybe this is a plus for some of the, um, like, A.J. Brown fantasy managers who weren't, like, having this guy available this week, you know, giving him an additional week of recovery. A.J. Brown and Deontay Johnson, because Deontay Johnson's still in concussion protocol. And honestly, is this a bad thing for James Conner either? Like, let's... Well, it could be, because James Conner's actually healthy. And is I'm sure... he? I feel like there's always room for him yeah. to rest. <laughs> No, but I mean, the Steelers haven't even been resting. That's kind of the annoying part for them. They're even practicing today, so it's not even really like a bye week for them. But they don't have to play a game, so hopefully they stop practicing at some point. Let's move on to other news, because you're going to have to figure out who to play in place of these guys. There's a lot of fantasy players in that Tennessee-Pittsburgh game, so we're going to help you find replacements. Let's first get to the news, though. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right. Let's start with some happy news because there's not a lot of it. Uh, Jamison Crowder for the Jets is supposed to be playing tonight. Thursday night football. He's going to play this week after missing the last two games with a hamstring injury. So the bad part is 
It says he's not 100%. But I feel like Jameson Crowder could get about 20 targets tonight. Well, that that's the issue is like, even even what does that mean? Because is Jamison Crowder's 100% equivalent to many other people's 100%? I have no idea. Now, I don't know how the math checks out there. <laughs> the thing is, there's so many injuries, and now we have a game just disappeared from the schedule. I'm playing Jamison Crowder if I have him, especially in a PPR league. Cool with it in a half PPR league. Standard, it becomes a lot, a little bit more difficult. But we've seen Braxton Barrios have a good fantasy week for two weeks in a row now. Chris Hogan had a good week two week or two weeks ago. Jameson Crowder is going to get the targets. Man, I bet the Jets wish they had the a guy Jets. like Robbie Anderson right now. Anybody. They wish they had anybody. I mean, this I love to make fun of Sam Darnold because I actually don't think he's that good of a quarterback, but come on. Like he is This is nobody. Josh Rosen 2.0. You're setting him up for failure. Yeah, you he has literally nobody. So literally. Let's hope Jamison Crowder is good to go. He is going to play. If you're in a PPR format, I think I'm given the industries, in. you have to plug him in. And he's always been a safe player, too. Like he he's he's good. I'm playing him tonight. I'm fine with that. Now, the reason why people might have to play him is because, as I mentioned, the game is canceled. Also, DeAndre Hopkins, what in the world happened to him? He's dealing with an ankle injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday, and we're all like, oh, it's just a vet day. And then he didn't practice on Thursday. What is going on? Yikes. So I guess we're going to have to monitor that. Larry Fitzgerald season. No. uh, Yeah, (laughs) I mean... No. If anything, this might be the opportunity to get Kenyon Drake involved as a receiver. Let's hope so. Because uh, we need that. It's a great matchup for Kenyon Drake this week. We'll talk about that in a little bit against Carolina. Hopefully Hopkins can go, but monitor that. Kareem Hunt uh, is dealing with a groin injury. It isn't believed to be serious, but he still might miss on Sunday. Also, you know... The thing with Kareem Hunt, it feels like he doesn't play like the whole game, and then all of a sudden he has a lot of fantasy points because by the end of the game he ends up getting touches. It does seem to happen like that. If he were to miss the game, Nick Chubb is probably the running back one on the week. Yep. Because Nick Chubb is just dominating. Leonard Fournette isn't practicing Thursday. Now, I'm not playing Leonard Fournette anyways, even if he did play, but... With Leonard Fournette out of the picture, if he doesn't play, Ronald Jones becomes a viable flex play, I guess, if you really need someone. And you might need someone this week. So I'm okay playing Ronald Jones if there's no Leonard Fournette there. He should get the carries. He just has to get into the end zone, and he's going to be a fine play. They're playing against the Chargers, not the easiest defense in the world, but not like the hardest. So I'm fine with playing Ronald Jones if Leonard Fournette sits. I would rather not, but... I think you're going to probably have to this week if you have them. Yeah. What do you feel? How do you feel? Chris Godwin is out of the matchup. Maybe you'll see uh, Ronald Jones get some targets in this game. But he I, had a decent amount of touches last week. I would still rather pivot. I just I don't want any part of this. And God forbid Leonard Fournette be active and then just come in and, and ruin any opportunities. Because I think we can all agree that Leonard Fournette is a better goal line back. So, God forbid he's active. They save him for all the goal goal line work. Well, if Fournette plays, I think that changes everything. But it doesn't look like right now he's on schedule to play. So. Yeah. A.J. Brown uh, is expected to play in week five. Yes. And he does not want people to diagnose him per Twitter. 
Okay, that's weird. Uh, but he's expected to play week five. So if you do have A.J. Brown, if you're a fantasy manager of A.J. Brown, then you're prob- you might be a little bit happy that the game's canceled this week. because Just a little bit. This is the bye week for you now. Now you don't have to deal with an A.J. Brown bye week in a few weeks. You already have it this week. He wasn't going to play anyways. And now he's going to, you know, he's on pace to play in week five. Philip Lindsay's unlikely to play tonight. Doesn't really matter. You're not going to play him anyways. But it's good for Melvin Gordon play Melvin Gordon. Uh, anything else you want to hit on before we get into the games? John Brown is practicing. Yeah, with a calf injury, I was thinking that this might be an opportunity. I don't know how limited he'll be considered heading into Sunday, but rookie Gabriel Davis is actually kind of bald. He had a touchdown a week two, 80 receiving yards last week. Would you maybe ever sort of possibly maybe consider no, no i'm already knowing no i'm not starting gabriel davis i do like if you play in dynasty formats i like to have him on my bench as a bench stash for the future i think he's actually a really talented wide receiver but no not if john brown plays and you saw cole beasley get the targets last week and then stefan Diggs, like no gabriel davis is not going to be in my lineup unless i'm super super desperate George Kittle, practice, and he's a full go uh, looking at week four. Plug him right back into your lineup. Jimmy Garoppolo did not practice, so he'll be getting – George Kittle will be getting his passes from – Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, who looked pretty decent. Uh, Michael Thomas practiced Wednesday. We haven't had anything – we haven't heard anything from Thursday. Who knows? Do you – like, you have to put him into your lineup. If he plays, you have have to play him. Yep. But this seems really fast to come back from a high ankle sprain. And I mean, we've seen guys return from last season. Saquon Barkley returned after what one week off, but he was doo doo. I think it was two weeks. He was doo doo. He was really bad. Same with Kamara. He, you know, he only missed a a couple weeks and then came back, and he was also doo doo for a little bit. Doo doo. Yeah, it could be bad for Michael Thomas, but if he plays, you got to play him. Oh, that's that's the bull crap I'm talking about. So actually, guys, you will be so interested in this. Michelle and I made a big boy trade last night in one of our redraft leagues. I had Christian McCaffrey, and uh, he ruined my life because of his <laughs> why because of his uh, bum ankle. Okay, he's missed one game. So okay, far. okay, but now I am one and two, and I need to do something about that. That's not because of CMC because he helped you. Uh, he scored you a lot of points in week one and week oh, two. Shush. Maybe your team is just doo doo. All right. Oh, my God. Coming out flaring. Anyway, so I sent Michelle, Christian McCaffrey, and our homeboy, Zach Moss. I got, this is like the worst trade ever. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I asked you before. Are you I sure got, you want to do it? No, I did. I sent it to you on purpose. Uh, Robert Woods, James Robinson, and Joshua Kelly. That is my, so this was the sort of move that I was trying to make, like, or the point that I'm trying to make with Michael Thomas is that, I don't want to be put in the position where if Christian McCaffrey is active, I have to start Christian McCaffrey, and he comes out and poops all over the my The cool team. thing about Christian McCaffrey is he was put on IR, so he has to sit out three games and not come in too fast. So I think he'll be fine when he comes back. Anyways, I stole CMC from you. That's the moral of the story. The moral of the story is I stole James Robinson for you, who is a top five running back. Well, so, whoops. 
And the last piece of news here before we get into the games, Chris Godwin uh, did not practice Wednesday. He's not looking like he's going to play this week or the next week after that. And uh, Sleeper sleeper app, if you're listening to me, please put him as out because I need I feel like we got this, space. this word that he was going to be out as soon as he had his MRI, so I don't know what the delay is there, but okay. All right, let's get into the games. So we're going to do the same thing that we did last week. We're going to talk a handful of games. Let's talk about some storylines there, what we're looking for, players we like, we don't like in those high-scoring fantasy matchups, those intriguing fantasy matchups of the week. So obviously we're going to talk about Denver Jets first. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm. You, like, who's watching that game tonight? Are you watching that game in the Obviously tonight? we're watching. We are starved for football. <laughs> Could you imagine if the league shut down and then we did not take advantage of this glorious opportunity to watch football. Okay, but do, how many quarters do we get through? Do we get through the whole game? No. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I, I think by the fourth quarter, we'll probably be asleep on the couch. Considering, like, and the worst part is we have to go back and rewatch it because this is literally our jobs. Yeah. Uh, but so we'd only be There's punishing ourselves be more. Watch. But I'm I'm going to predict that I will have a case of the sleepies tonight. If I keep my eyes open throughout this whole game, I'm going to be so impressed. You know what I'm going to be impressed with? What? If you ever follow up with our beer bet. Because last week, Tyler Lockett outscored DK Metcalf. <laughs> I am... All right, well, let's start with that game then. Let's, start, let's start with the game. All and right, Seattle versus Miami. And yeah. yes, let's talk about the beer bet. So we did bet... Uh, DK Metcalf uh, against Tyler Lockett for who will score more fantasy points. Yes, Tyler Lockett won. But yep. A, DK Metcalf had more yards. He had Don't matter. 110 yards compared to Lockett's 100. Maybe he and- shouldn't have fumbled a touchdown <laughs> yeah. through the end zone. If anybody did not see that play, you have to go back. DK Metcalf, he is a confident man. Mm-hmm. And he was very confident that he had that touchdown. And it was just punched out of his arms yep. through the end zone, literally as he approached the goal line. He had to have been inches from the goal line. Oh, he was right there. He thought he was in. I he mean, thought he was in. He and the look on his face, because yep. he relaxed. He he definitely relaxed his grip on the ball, and they took that opportunity to Knock create it out a turnover. Of his hands. He still got the yardage, which is great, uh, but he lost that touchdown. Now, either way, even without that touchdown, I still would have lost her bet because Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns. And, and nine receptions to DK's four. Yep. But they both had fantastic games. DK Metcalf should have had six more points, but they both had fantastic games. You win. I will chug a beer to start our next podcast. Ooh-hoo. I will have that ready. We do not have a beer in the house right now. so First time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not chugging beer today. Anyways, let's go to the Seattle-Miami game. Now, I mean, Russell Wilson's just been on fire. Russell Wilson, you have got to wonder when he is going to fall down from earth because, or fall down to earth. Could it be this, could this be the trap game? He's playing against Miami, in Miami. It totally sounds like a trap game. You know, a lot of (laughs) trap games are in Miami. They are. So that's sort of the narrative is that, you know, these players get really comfortable because Miami's never good. They go down, they're relaxed. They're they have not. a fun time in Miami. Yeah. Now, with the pandemic, people aren't going out, so it's going to be a little bit different. I don't know. Maybe Gardner Minshew partied a little too hard last week. <laughs> so, you know, I think Russell Wilson's going to be fine, but just... Yeah, keep it in the back of your head. Oh, that could could be be a a trap game. game. He is averaging a touchdown rate of 13.6%, just has one interception on the season. 
He's literally on fire. Completion percentage of 76%. The Dolphins secondary really contain Gardner Minshew? No, yes. Gardner Minshew and Russell Wilson are not. They're not close the same thing. The same people. They're close, but they're not that close. So I just posted my Fire and Ice article, Russell Wilson's still in the fire category, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Like, you're not going to even consider fading them whatsoever until they show you you need to. So you're starting all of them, but we're just having a little bit of fun where it could be a trap game. And then... But how interesting would it be to bet the money line for Miami for right Miami. now? Oh, goodness. It would be very... Because Ryan Fitzpatrick can win any game. And I do think Ryan Fitzpatrick is startable in this game. Oh, this the Seattle secondary is... Uh, Seattle's giving up a ton. Something a ton to sneeze at. Like, we say nothing to sneeze at. No, it, you should sneeze all over the <laughs> Seattle secondary. They're giving up a ton of yards. And Ryan Fitzpatrick can have a fantastic game at any moment. He also can have an absolutely terrible game. The money moment. line, the Dolphins are plus 240 on FanDuel Sportsbook. Very interesting. Over-under is 54. I'll take, I'll take uh, the Dolphins and the over. That's a lot of scoring. Now, Chris Carson. Hmm. I would rather he just sit this week. He sh- I injury. think he's going to be out. Okay. Well, I mean, it's saying like he's kind of practicing. It, no, get, get out of here. So... Let's say he sits, because I think that would be the best thing for fantasy in regards to, like, even playing Chris Carson. You really can't trust playing him with the knee sprain. And he hasn't been getting a ton of touches anyways, but he's been highly productive on the touches he's had and in fantasy points. Do you play Carlos Hyde? I do. Um, or DJ Dallas. Does he become active? Does he have a game? So here's where I actually think the sneakiest play is, and it's disgusting. No, it's not. It's not Travis Homer. Get out of here. It could be Travis Homer. Mm-mm. It absolutely could be. Get out of here. If you're starting anyone... DFS? If I'm starting anyone on DFS, it's going to be DJ Dallas if he's active. It, But if I'm starting someone in a regular league, it's Carlos Hyde. If I need a a starter because I have James Conn or I have Derrick Henry. He should be considered the goal line guy. He's he's never been incredibly efficient, but let's remember last season he did have a thousand rushing yards. Yeah. Like he's not total doo-doo. Carlos We've said Hyde, doo-doo way too much on the podcast. Carlos so. Hyde is a safe play this week. He's not going to score you a ton of points, but he shouldn't also give you a complete zero in your lineup. Looking at the other side of the ball, I just said I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a sneaky start. Uh, but Miles Gaskin, you know, he's been okay. Miles like, Gaskin. He's been he's been pretty decent. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of yards on the ground, but when he does get touches, like he looks really good. He's getting the receptions, and in this high-scoring matchup, he should see a lot of targets. So I'm fine with throwing in Miles Gaskin. Who are you going with, Miles Gaskin or Carlos Hyde? I think I'll actually take Miles Gaskin just because he has he's had a lot of involvement as a receiver. He's totaled 16 targets so far in the year. Um he's done plenty with them. He's uh got a, a catch rate of 93%. So that's that's always nice, but in PPR formats, I don't think that's that's, you know, anything that you can necessarily say no to. I think that's where his upside lies though and the problem for me is the fact that they're utilizing Jordan Howard on the goal line. It ruins fantasy teams. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, I played Miles Gaskin last week in a league, and I was like, okay, all right, let's go. Which he still did fine. He gets them all the way down the field, and at the one yard line, they put in Jordan Howard. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He doesn't touch the ball all game. Because you don't trust him to. No, no, he's stinky, and he doesn't touch the ball all game, and then he has to just fall into the end zone. I'm like, Miles Gaskin can't fall into an end zone. Yes, he can. Keep him in there. It's not fair. You're not playing Preston Williams. Yes, he got the touchdown, but he's not performing like he did last year. Devontae Parker, I think he's still a fine start. You saw him. I think he's a great start. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I do as well. He was still dealing with that hamstring injury a little bit last week. You could see that he wasn't running at full pace. Uh, The broadcasters kept bringing it up that he just looked a little bit slow. If I saw, if I heard them say one more time, they said that's all they could talk about because there wasn't much to talk about in Miami, (laughs) Miami Jacksonville game. So, but I think Devontae Parker's a nice start as well. Um, let's move on to a more fun game. Uh, let's move on to our uh, team that we really love watching lately. Whoa. The Buffalo Bills at the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Las Vegas has actually been pretty decent as well. Good for them. They're 2-1. and one. They're one loss to the Patriots. They we- beat Drew Brees. They didn't just beat they Drew Brees. Them. They spanked him. And that was at home in Vegas. So maybe... They're going to be really solid there. We'll, we'll see what happens. But this is an interesting matchup. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. Uh, Buffalo's defense is kind of, you know, it's not the defense from last year. They had a great first half against the Rams, and then the Rams came back storming and scored a lot pretty easily against them. Tredavious White did not lock down Robert Woods nope. whatsoever. Uh, so I, I think there's some, you know, the thing that you have to be worried about is, again, a lot like Sam Darnold. Derek Carr is going to be passing to Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Uh, I mean, I don't want to compare them to the Jets players because they're much better. But you have Henry Ruggs out, who's been very good for that offense. He hasn't been, you know, getting many receptions, but he's getting people open, which is what we said at the beginning of the season that we think that's what's going to, you know, that's that's where Henry Ruggs helps an offense is he lets everyone else get open with his speed. And then they're also out uh, Brian Edwards. Yeah, I guess it's like Zay Jones season, finally. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what to do with them. Except for sure, I know my favorite play of the week. So I know for sure he's just going to bomb. Because whenever I get this high in someone... Stop saying that! (laughs) It's normally not great. Actually, I was so high in Cooper Cup last week. It worked out. He had a 100-yard game and a touchdown. Now my play this week is Hunter Renfro for Vegas against Buffalo. You know why? Because he's a slot receiver. Henry Ruggs is out. He's going to get all of those snaps in the slot. And the Buffalo Bills just, I don't know, they just can't cover slot receivers this year. It is a massive weakness of theirs. Jamison Crowder in week one put up 110 yards and a touchdown. Mike Kosicki out of the slot put up 78 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods totaled 120 yards out of the slot. I'm not even counting all their yards for the game. This is just out of the slot. I think uh, Hunter Renfro is going to have a fantastic week. He should get the targets, and I-, I love him. I'm easily starting him if I have him on my roster over a lot of guys that you'd be shocked by. Like he's going in my starting lineup. I, you know, and I think this is something that you did note, but I want to emphasize going into this week. Um, you know, I'm always interested in looking at like Yahoo has the fantasy points against trackers, so you can see like which teams are weaker against which positions. 
do not fall for the Buffalo versus tight end uh, fallacy because it was it was Mike Gesicki, but he essentially functioned as the slot receiver yeah. during that game. Totaled 130 yards, I believe, in a touchdown. He looked fantastic, but he wasn't playing the tight end position. So do not – you have to, like, cross yeah, that off the list. You have to cross it off the list that they're an easy matchup, but I still don't think that there's some they're hard They're not a shutdown. But, exactly. So you're starting Darren Waller. But Mike Gusecki made it look – I mean, yeah. you're starting Darren Waller regardless, yeah. but Mike Gusecki made it look like they were a pushover. They are a pushover just – against the slot receiver yeah. and that's happened that happened to be what he was for that game. For sure. And I agree with you there. But love Darren Waller still this week, especially with all of the pieces missing in the offense. Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro should eat almost all of the targets. And if Josh Allen can continue to do his thing and score points, they're going to have to keep up with him. And I think Josh Allen's going to stay on fire. I have him as a fire play of the week. It's not a bold call at all with the way he's been playing. Uh, like Vegas's defense does not scare me. And I'm very excited to uh, play Josh Allen again this week. Stephon Diggs is a must start. Okay, here's, I feel like, the most underrated narrative of this game is Josh Jacobs. He's seeing a, a season high in targets. Um, he's been utilized well in the passing game. I think he's on pace for around 80 targets for the season, which is incredible. Yeah, but he hasn't really gotten many targets lately. It was just week one. I, we're only through week three. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. So No, but he had that utilization, so like, let's go back and, and, and track some of that utilization and maybe project it for this game because uh, now, you know, he was questionable heading into this week. He got in a full practice. He should be good to go, but why not use Josh Jacobs when you're hurting for receivers. Yeah. He could see a nice boost in targets. Listen, he 100% should. He's the most talented person on their team. They need to use him more. I don't know why they're not. I mean, they only gave him 16 carries last week. Only. And I mean, that's not very many for your best player. Like, play him. You won the first two weeks feeding Josh Jacobs. Feed him. Like, why is it so hard? But, I mean, he still had 19 touches on the week, including his receipt. He has had three receptions in each game this season, Josh at Jacobs least. is uh, one of the best running backs in the league. You're must. He's a must-start. Like, oh, he's, he's a must-start, but I, I, he's going to get – he's oh. going to be the receiver. Okay, that's great. And we also saw Daryl Henderson beat up on the Buffalo defense, so they're not, like, some great run defense either. We saw them struggle against the run last season – and it's, it's you know, they didn't really fix that that much. So Josh Jacobs is going to do great, even if he doesn't get the targets that we want him to have. Now, on the the Bills rushing side of the ball, we saw Devin Singletary look fantastic mm -hmm. uh, without Zach Moss. You know, when he was getting the full workload, he looked great. Zach Moss is back to practice. He's probably going to play. And I don't think Moss eats into Singletary's uh, snaps as much as he did before because Singletary really showed what he can do. But I, his pass blocking was really bad. And it was, a you know, in the second half, the Rams defense was getting to Allen a lot. And Moss is the better pass blocker. We saw Singletary get stuffed at the goal line, and then he didn't get the goal line opportunities after that. Singletary got a goal line opportunity really early on in the game, and then it went to TJ Yeldon after that. You TJ saw Yeldon that there also was a reason Frank Gore saw all of the goal line yeah. opportunities, which is like a weird thing to say. So I still think Zach Moss gets the goal line opportunities. It doesn't mean he's going to get in either, and probably Josh Allen's just going to get in or throw the ball I'm definitely not starting Zach Moss. That, that's not happening. He's sitting on my bench until um, he can prove otherwise. 
But Devin Singletary, I think, I don't know. Like, you probably have to start him this week. There's just too many Just given injuries the injuries, yes. And the missed game with Pittsburgh. So, But I'll say another underrated storyline here is I think the the Raiders have been a better defense than, you know, we've actually projected them to be. I think we thought they would be much more of a pushover. Against maybe the run this game, is, they suck, though. But maybe this is like Josh Allen's first challenge as a passer. Jonathan Abrams has looked great. They've had a, a, a lot of nice pieces floating around their secondary. They've invested the draft capital in that defense. So I think we are underestimating the Vegas defense a little bit, and it might be a closer game than we would actually project. Yeah, it might be a closer game. I'm still fine starting Devin Singletary. I'm just saying temper expectations. But, I mean, we just saw Sony Michelle go off on the Vegas, so anybody can go off in Vegas. Let's go to the next matchup. Let's go to, who do you want to talk about? Ooh, we have the pickings of our choice. What about, what about the Giants versus the Rams? Because I don't just like the Rams out of the ball, and that might be shocking to some. This is, yeah, inter- I did not, guys, we didn't plan which games we were going to talk about prior to this podcast. Was not expecting to talk about the Giants and Rams. You know what? I, A, the Rams offense is really fun to watch. And maybe not so much in the first half of the last game, but in the second half, they were a blast. And Robert Were Woods, they a ball blast? They were a ball blast. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup both did their thing. If I have to start one this week, I'm going with Robert Woods because I thought he had the harder matchup, and he still did it. He still did his thing. He got his targets. He got his finally got a touchdown. He doesn't get many of those. But That's, He's a PPR machine. Robert Woods is a PPR machine. And I'm still fine with starting Cooper Cup this week. Daryl Henderson, come on! How he good is he? Fantastic. How good is he? I love Daryl Henderson. I'm so excited. He finally got the opportunity. We saw him look fantastic in week two. Do we have an update on Cam Akers? Status? Cam Akers still was day to day as yesterday. Uh, I'm sure he's still not practicing today. Doesn't mean he might not play, but I don't really care. Starting Daryl Henderson, <laughs> let's go. He's so good. Like he's so good. Uh, Jared Goff, I think, is a fantastic play this week as well. Um, at home, you know, they're probably angry. They just got beat up by the Bills. I'm excited to start Jared Goff, Henderson, Woods, Cup, Higby. That whole offense really is a uh, viable start. So good to go. Malcolm Brown, I think, kind of showed us that he's probably not a starter. No, and he got the touches, and he looked amazing against Dallas in week one. And now that you've seen a few matchups against Dallas, you wonder that maybe that was just the defense being really bad because they don't look good. But also makes you question, how bad is Cam Akers? Because Cam Akers didn't look good against Dallas. It was, yeah. I mean, it was his first I don't game care. of the entire NFL career. Just like we don't want anyone to hate on Zach Moss yet, we can't hate on Cam Akers yet. It was his brand new game. Brand new game. It was. It's it, a brand new football game. <laughs> He's a brand new NFL player. Give him a second. He's a baby. We don't think Cam Akers is going to be very good his rookie season, but or in just because career. of week one does not mean anything. What about the Giants side of the ball? Because I actually like Daniel Jones this week. I know he's been terrible, like really bad, uh, especially for fantasy. He started against the 49ers, the Steelers, and uh, Chicago. Those are three really hard matchups for any quarterback, let alone, you know, a quarterback on a pretty bad team. 
And you lost your star running back. But I like Daniel Jones this week. I I don't know. So you don't know. Here's here's where I get caught up. Um, you know, I, I I like Daniel Jones, but you have to look at the number of weapons that this defense has. Like Jalen, it's not just that they have like guys in the secondary. They have Jalen Ramsey. They've got Aaron Donald, who like is the scariest man ever mm-hmm. who can cause fumbles. Did those two guys just let Josh Allen uh, throw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns and then add a touchdown on the ground? Yes, but Josh Allen is elite. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I, uh, but I'm th- just saying, like, we've seen him have ball security issues before. I'm, I worry a little bit that this might be an, a matchup where the, the defensive line is able to get enough pressure that – all of that ball security training they did goes a little bit out the window because I feel like that's what would happen to me uh, b- before I like vomited <laughs> everywhere uh, yes, when Daniel Aaron Jones, Donald runs at me. I Daniel Jones is one hundred percent going to have a fumble or a sack fumble this week. Like it's it's going to happen. But are I there also, any player props on that? I think also Daniel Jones can throw three touchdowns in this game, put up some rushing yards. They have no run game, so he's going to throw a lot. And I think Golden Tate can have a good game. We'll does uh, the most interesting aspect of this might be what does Devonta Freeman do? Anything? No, you're not playing Devonta Freeman. Oh. I like Evan Ingram. I like Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton's a little bit nerve wracking with uh, Jalen Ramsey on him. But I'm okay starting Daniel Jones. You might not need to. Like there's going to be a lot of options. But let's say you had Ben Roethlisberger or you had Ryan Tannehill or you had Jimmy Garoppolo for whatever reason you would have him. Uh, and you need a quarterback start. I think Daniel Jones is going to be on your waivers after his last three performances. And you can play him. You can pick him up and play him. Let's move on to another fun matchup. Let's talk about Cleveland versus Dallas. I love this game. I do too. And not so much because I love Cleveland's offense in the passing game, but their run game does it all. It doesn't really matter. They can just depend on that run game. Let's hope Kareem Hunt is healthy. But let's talk about it because Cleveland's defense is, especially in the run game, is no pushover. So Ezekiel Elliott might be contained. You're still playing him and you still could get into the end zone and have some targets. That's fine. But Amari Cooper... Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz. Like, can you know we're not they're not all going to have good games, right? Uh, we haven't seen Cooper, Gallup, and uh, Lamb yet all have good games together. It seems like Amari Cooper is a safe play. Like, definitely go with Amari Cooper. And then it's between Gallup and Lamb and who's going to hurt one another. But one of them is going to have a good game. Who are you going with in week four? I Gallup or Lamb. I trust Gallup a bit more. Um, I, I don't really want to play either just because of the fact that we really don't know which of these guys it's going to be. But Michael Gallup is the guy that I've I've seen a much bigger uh, work profile from. I trust him. Dak Prescott trusts him. We finally saw that come to fruition last week, uh, and he looked like the receiver of last year. I, I I like Michael Gallup, and I think, you know, it's not like he had not seen any targets leading up to week three. He had seen plenty of targets. It just, it, he didn't break any off, and he didn't get any touchdowns, and he showed us both of those abilities. Yep. So 
I love that. Um, C.D. Lamb, though, it, like you probably might have to play him in some dynasty leagues. And you can have worse options. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I really am. And you know who I love this week? Him. Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Dalton Schultz, man. Like, And this is why I said on the last podcast, like, I think I would have been proven really wrong about Blake Jarwin if he never got hurt. Because the way that Dalton Schultz is being used, I really think, like, I don't think that would have went to Dalton Schultz. I think that would have went to Blake Jarwin. So I'm fine with admitting I was wrong about Blake Jarwin, even though, you know, if you drafted him, you didn't get to use him. But Dalton Schultz, man, 10 targets in week two, six targets in week three. Together, since Blake Jarwin's been out, he has 16 targets, 13 receptions, over 130 yards, and a touchdown. The Cleveland Browns. This is, like, we we talked about don't fall into the Bills are bad against tight ends. The Browns are bad against tight ends. Ball. Drew Sample and CJ (laughs) Uzuma put up, like, 100 yards against them. Uh, And Logan Thomas should have put up a lot of yards, but his quarterback is Dwayne Haskins. Whoops. (laughs) And then week one, we saw uh, Mark Andrews have a day. So, And last year, they were really bad against tight ends. So I'm excited about Dalton Schultz this week. My only question for you is that in your fire and ice column available over at Mm -hmm. ballblastfootball.com, she does her weekly article and it's amazing. She uh, does the fire and ice picks sleepers, grades every single player in every single game. You can't miss it. Weekly article. Check it out. Um, In your article, you graded Odell Beckham Jr., as a ice play. Oh, I've been doing that you're every gonna week have of the to, year. You're going to have to explain yourself, Missy, because he uh, has Because seen, I've been doing it every week of the year, and he's been an ice play every week of the year. He has seen... His best game is 74 yards and a touchdown, and that's like, oh my God, Odell finally did something. And that's what you get. That's a ceiling play. He, mm. he is... We don't agree on Odell. Mm. I don't know why you bring up. What are you trying to say right here? What has he done this year to make you happy? What has the Dallas defense done this year to make you happy? What is the Dallas secondary? They they are doo-doo. So, like, it's not like he's not getting you a target share. I know. Again. They why is that word in my head They played against the Cincinnati Bengals, and he put up 74 yards and a touchdown. That's a fine game. Michelle, it's he is fine. getting a target six, share, though. He had he has, six targets against the Cincinnati Bengals. He had six targets against the Washington football team. Get out of here. Stop it. Like, what? how is that getting the target share? Beer bet? That's fine. On who? I, I, Dalton Schultz will have more points than Odell Beckham Jr. I will do that right now. Okay. Okay. Easy. Shake. Done. Goodbye. And then next week when you lose, you'll chug two? Yeah, I'll chug two. That's fine. Jarvis Landry, I'll say, I have him in my sleeper if Kareem Hunt is out. Jarvis, if I can't understand. See, this is what I don't understand. Jarvis How do you Landry, have Odell Beckham as an ice play and Jarvis Landry <laughs> as a sleeper? Jarvis play? Landry just, has sucked. Like, uh, sucked. And I would never, ever, ever draft Jarvis Landry, so I don't care that he's been bad. But also— Against we, the Cincinnati Bengals, he had 46 yards. I'm not saying he's I'm just good. wondering where I your bias Kareem comes Hunt, from. I think Kareem Hunt is, is kind of hurting that with his touches. Mm-hmm. If Kareem Hunt is out, that's mm-hmm. the only way you can possibly start to even think about Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Now, I also have Jarvis Landry in my sleeper category. That means he's nobody if he's in a sleeper category. Like, he's a sleeper. Nobody wants to play him. So, like, I think even being in ice is better than being in sleeper. So, let's relax there. I'm still giving Odell Beckham more credit. I just... If Kareem Hunt's out, I'd rather start Jarvis Landry than Odell Beckham Jr. Sad for you. 
Is there a, uh, you're not starting Austin Hooper. You're not starting Baker Mayfield. Nick Chubb without Kareem Hunt. He is RB1 for me this week. Uh, yeah, and he could be either way. Like, even with Kareem even Hunt. Even with in, Kareem Hunt spent. active, and then Kareem Hunt, if he comes in and catches some footballs, um, he catches some footballs? Yeah. Nice. Catches some footballs. I, he I, could be a nice, nice play. A game I want to talk about, uh, Arizona Cardinals versus the Carolina Panthers. This game is more interesting than I would have ever projected it to be, uh, A, because it's the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. and B, because it's the Panthers, and C, uh, no CMC. But it's an interesting matchup, actually. So I'm actually uh, impressed from what I've seen so far from the Panthers. I'm impressed with what I've seen from Teddy Bridgewater, and I did not – expect myself to say that he seems like he's found some really nice rapport with his receivers overall he looks great with Robbie Anderson he looks good targeting him Robbie Anderson's able to make plays after the catch Robbie Anderson looks like the guy we wanted him to be with the Jets for sure he you know Robbie Anderson is doing his thing in week one and week two but Robbie Anderson did exactly what always happens, right? We're finally, like, week one and week two, we're like, after week one, we're like, mm, let's see it one more time before I plug him in. Week two, he does it again. And you're like, okay, I'm going to plug him in week three. And then poops the bed in week but three. You know what? That's he what Robbie Anderson does. He didn't, like, totally poop the bed, just a little bit. But Teddy Bridgewater, so he would actually be a viable fantasy play if it weren't for the lack of touchdowns. He's ranked seventh in the league right now in in passing yards, which is crazy. Um, he's averaging a uh, completion percentage of, uh, what, 74%. He's actually playing some really nice football, but the issue is his lack of touchdowns. So if we can see some, some improvement in that arena, uh, his touchdown rate right now is uh, not even 2%. Not that he's ever been a, a touchdown maniac, but... Uh, his career average, at the very least, has been closer to 3 3.5%. If we could even see a little bit of positive regression there, Teddy Bridgewater could be a, a nice option in two quarterback leagues given the the yardage and passing volume, which I didn't expect. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would never start Teddy Bridgewater, but you do you. Now, given his wide receivers, we just talked about Robbie Anderson. Curtis Samuel is a must-not start for me. Oh, like, a so, mustn't. I am like getting over the Curtis Samuel hype. Like people want to keep starting him, but I don't really understand it. He never does anything. DJ Moore, yes, he had a down game last week. You're still starting him with the target volume. You gotta go with him. He's never been a touchdown scorer. So if you're disappointed in his touchdowns. I don't know what to tell you. You should have known he's not a touchdown scorer before the year started. Curtis Samuel is the Robbie Anderson of the Jets of the Panthers. Oh, for sure. Mike Davis. Interesting play. Especially for PPR because the dude is getting targets. It's so gross. of targets. I'm fine with starting him. He got 13 carries, but the interesting part are the targets. Eight targets in uh, week two, and that was with, like, one quarter playing without CMC. And then in week three without CMC at all, nine targets and a touchdown. Played 70% or 76% of offensive snaps last week. He's taken CMC's role, and no, he's not doing as much with it, and he's not getting as many touches, but (laughs) he's getting the targets, and that's what you care about in PPR. And against the Cardinals, they're probably going to have to throw a lot, so... I'm cool with starting Mike Davis. Actually. I love, love, love playing Mike, Mike Davis, Davis or Ronald Jones. 
Mike Davis. Yeah. Same. I think he yeah. has the higher ceiling. He's seen 17 targets in the two weeks that he has stepped in for CMC. And that's 17, like eight of those targets came on 24 snaps. That is insane. Like he he's definitely uh, assumed that, that pass catching role. And again, in PPR formats, I think that's more than we can ever expect. I don't, I don't ever expect Ronald Jones to even sniff nine targets. No, 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 no. no, no. On the other side of the ball, Kenya Drake has been, you know, as much as I make fun of Joe Mixon, Kenya Drake has been just as much of a disappointment, and I was super high on him. Uh, He's not getting into the end zone. He's not getting the targets we thought. If it doesn't happen this week, what do you do with him? I mean, that's kind of what I said last week. It was against the Lions. I thought Kenya Drake was going to have a monster game. He did not. Against the Panthers, he should have a monster game, and he has to prove it. I mean, he has to do it. Just like Joe Mixon this week, he's my fire start of the week. I put Joe Mixon as my fire start of the week. He's going against the Jacks. Both Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon have to go out and not just put up 15 fantasy points. They need to have a baller week. People drafted you in the first round. I mean, I'm not actually talking to these players as men. Like, they don't care about our fantasy (laughs) scores. But I'm saying, like, for these people on a – piece of paper that we are you know playing a game with they need which we value them as so much more yes yes obviously uh but we need they need to ball out for us right like they need to do something to show us that our first round picks weren't pointless and Kenya drake needs to go out this week have 100 yards at least and a touchdown hopefully he can do that against the panthers defense if deandre hopkins sits out that should help him I would think that would help him tremendously. Really, I mean, the difference uh, that I I think we've seen just this year is just the the usage in the passing game. It hasn't been there. It's been very disappointing. Um, but if DeAndre Hopkins can step out for one minute, like God, he's not the only target on the team, guys. Uh, Drake could have a, a fantastic game. He ranks fifth in uh, among running backs and rushing attempts. Um, you know, he, he's seen uh, not many goal line carries, but the issue has been, you know, it, it seems like uh, everybody is just, um, you know, giving all of the, the work and the rushing yards and the rushing credit to Kyler Murray, which is well-deserved. But I don't know. There's, there's room. There's room, guys. There's room. I mean, you're starting Kenny Drake, and I think he has a nice week, but... I've been saying that every week so far this season. What do you do with him if he doesn't break out this week? I don't know. Trade him for peanuts? I don't want to think about it. I really don't want to think about it. He has a nice schedule. I guess we'll address it next week. So let's not even consider that happening. I think he's just going to have a great week. DeAndre Hopkins, we'll we'll keep an eye on him. If he plays, you start him. doesn't really matter. All right, I I think that's all for our intriguing matchups of the week. Do you want to go through one of your favorite guys? Talk about one guy that we didn't hit on so far that you think is a must-play this week. I'm going to keep talking about this guy until I'm blue in the face, until all of you guys uh, have him in your starting lineups because he's a must-start at least for me, every single week. Running back, James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know it doesn't sound like uh, the the play, but remember a couple years ago, undrafted free agent Philip Lindsay came to blow up all of your fantasy football rosters, and James Robinson is that guy for me. He's averaging 4.88 yards per attempt and looking absolutely studly with 
uh, 3.42 yards after contact per attempt. He is lighting up the receiving game, has seen 11 targets, reeled in 10 of them for 129 yards. He's having a better start to his career than uh, stud running back Leonard Fournette. Uh, He is going to um, see the bulk of the carries as we've continued to see week in and week out. And now they get the Cincinnati Bengals, baby. Slam dunk. Yeah, he's a he's a great start. He's uh, a top five running back for me this ooh, week. Okay. Top five. He's not there for me. He's top 12. Commit. I am committing to top 12, not to top five. Uh, one guy I want to talk about, uh, Deshaun Watson, right? He hasn't been too great for you in fantasy. It's been three weeks now. You might be considering, you know, maybe you have to move on to a different quarterback. Not this week. It's against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they're giving up over, you know, right around 300 passing yards per game, the third most in the NFL, you can start Deshaun Watson this week, and he should have a fantastic game for you. Like, one of those games that he can win you a week, uh, like Josh Allen's been putting up or Russell Wilson's been putting up, I think you might see that from Deshaun Watson this week. I'm starting him. I think you can be a little bit safer in your other spots if you have Watson in your quarterback position because he's going to ball out. I love it. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Good good luck navigating this week's COVID-19 concerns. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I am Kate. And you can follow me, Michelle, at BallBlastM. BallBlastEM. E-M. Good luck, everyone. Go win your week four matchups. Good luck. And guys, don't forget to check out BallBlastFootball.com for all of your week four content. We have our week four rankings Uh, The consensus ball blast rankings up on the site now. Thursday night preview. Uh, We've got flex appeal. We've got so much going on over there. Please be sure to check it out and good luck next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.